the Charles Barkley. Uh, oh god, the the bomber. Blues. Yeah, oh, with the fuck. Those were I hated those. Like the that's like, a those, that's the ugliest logo I think I've ever seen. Those, those are the ugliest logos that the Rockets have had by far. Yeah, um, but yeah, I was not a fan of those at all. No, no, that, that happened. But yeah, sometimes I leave things as it is. Like that's just, true. Eventually, they will come back in style, and what's old is new again. Right, like the Astros. Because Astros, they went that thing where they had, and they went, they had the thing where they had the blue and the uh, gold, and they went back to right the, um, the orange stuff. Yeah. So just don't fuck with it. Just leave it as is. You gotta fuck with it. I so mean, that yeah. Can, so that you can like add that nostalgia to the original. That's true. Yeah. I like Coca Cola. Exactly. Yep. What was, right. what was the uh, what was a what was a see through Pepsi? It was a Pepsi uh, Crystal. Pepsi Crystal. Pepsi, yeah. Pepsi, yeah. And it was like boo. Although I don't remember it being any different than Pepsi. I never even tried it. I don't remember what it was. I never had it. They should bring it back. Because Pepsi, they probably will. <laughs> <laughs> you see how clearly that happened? They probably will. We're talking shit about them. Like, no, I should bring it back, man. They probably will. They probably will. They always bring it. Well, it's always new again. Yep. All right. I want your one word take. Hot take. Quick hot takes. Hot. We need a name for this segment. Um, second takes. Second takes. Yeah, like is that? It's like it's a second. It's like one word. There's something there. Second takes. How about second and take? No, then it sounds like an ESPN show. Yeah, we are, we kind of always sound like one kind of sort anyway. We I'm, are very. I want to. I want to be like Stephen A. Sometimes. No, I got dibs on Stephen. Oh, okay, I, I like Max Kellerman anyway. So you don't have to be Max. You could be somebody else. I mean, you can make a new show. I don't want to be. I don't want to like. I don't want to be. Um. What? You could be Will Kane. Oh fuck no! <laughs> he annoys me a lot, so no, no thanks. I'm you could be uh... Booger McFarland. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's who you are. Booger McFarland. You're a grown man named Booger. Booger McFarland. All right, one word takes. I want your single word take on some brand new news stories that just popped up on the timeline. All right, all right. Missy Elliott getting inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Overdue. Eddie Murphy confirms that Coming to America 2 is happening. Excited. Slim Jimmy implies that Ray Stremond, your favorite band of all time, Don't, no, is breaking no, up. We can't, do the, we can't do the one word take. No, you got to do it. You got to do it. No, you can't. No, add, give me the word word take. You can't lie about me. My, I'm not lying. Are, no, am I lying? My favorite band of all time? No. You said they'd have the, one of the best albums of the last year. I said that, but you're, you're taking that and you're expounding on that way more than... Am I? You really are. Really? It's just one year. Okay. And well, they're maybe breaking up. Slimmy Jimmy said that they may be breaking up. Um, that's your take. Um, probably yeah. Like, it's, it's just like no it's, one word, Ed. One word take. Shrug. Un- <laughs> uh, yeah. Shrug. Uninterested. Uninterested. Okay. All right. That's fair. Yeah. I like that segment. I like that. We should do that more often. Yeah. That way, when we when we have too many things to talk about, we could just cut through the fat. Or things that we just don't care that much about. Yep. There we go. Yeah. Okay, so we got an update about the ja- the Jasmine Barnes story. Yeah. That quickly fell out of the news cycle once we found out that the shooter was not a white man with a racist Which, vendetta. Yeah. Weird how that happened, huh? Yeah, like all of a sudden we found out that we found a person who did it. Like, no, no one cared. No one cared. People stopped caring about the seven-year-old losing their life. Yeah. Haven't heard a peep out of Sean King. Nope. Weird. Strange. 
But the killers or the guys who admitted to the killing were found literally the next day after we talked the about next it. Next day, yeah. Actually, I only I wasn't even twenty four hours, was it? I don't think so. Yeah, like we recorded, and I think that night the story later that night they, that story dropped. They, they caught one one of the people, mm-hmm. and they had another person of interest that they haven't caught yet, but they knew who he was and yeah, where to and find now, him. And now, he, now he's caught as well. So, so yeah. Uh, the family has just will find justice. Yeah, and they even said that they didn't want they didn't want the white man. They want the right man. Right. Which I don't know if they just had to run that on purpose, but that's like that's the quote. Well, there was a lot of people explaining, um, professionals and experts saying that eyewitness testimony really isn't worth anything in that kind of situation. Situation, right? Because they're in a panic and they could have mistaken a fleeing person as the perpetrator. Correct. So, and there's so much going on at the same time too. When, like, you know, your your child, you you have to worry about your children being shot. Like, your accounts can be hard to, you know, recollect in that kind of situation. Like, you want to hope that they sell the right thing, but you never, you never be too sure in those kind of situations. Yeah, your brain is a funny thing where it will input information, missing information from, you know, different sources. Yeah. So that's why your memories, I have it all the time where I'll misremember things that I swear have happened. And vice versa, like I won't remember things that happened to me that should be easy for me to recall. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's just one of those things that, you know, at, when it's all said and done, you, you, you're you just glad that the right people were caught and um, we can, you know, hopefully start the healing process. Yeah, because that's um, that's that's the main thing that the, per- the person was caught. It doesn't matter. I don't think we should care about the race of the person that was caught, the rather someone was caught, yeah. and that this, that I guess this family can get some kind of justice for this simplest crime. And they will. They yeah. certainly will. Yeah. We have to address this, too, because this is something that's just crazy to me. Um... Santonia Brown is granted clemency after serving 15 years in prison for killing a man who bought her for sex. Wild fucking headline. Wild story. Um, Dateline! Santonia Denise Brown, a woman serving a life sentence for killing a man who bought her for sex when she was 16 years old, has been granted clemency, the Tennessee governor's office said Monday. Try to wrap your head around that for a second. That was a lot to wrap right around. You can't. No. You act in self-defense against someone who is purchasing you, a human being, as a slave, which I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure we outlawed that not too long ago. Yeah, it was a prostitute, though. Never prostitution. That was what that was. But even still. But yeah. is it? Well, but When I mean, you're 16? Yeah, no. It's that's, and you can't you can't fully make that choice on your own, right? It's I. I'm glad that she's getting clemency, but also has the biggest question: like she was in jail for 15 years for this, 15 years of her life because she was, she was she was she was, she was um, being she was pimped out, yeah, insulted a person, and then claims self defense when then when, um. She killed the guy, and I mean, I think the details of the of of the story and the crime 
even like even if you can you can map it any way you want to map it, but not she shouldn't have, she shouldn't have got she shouldn't have got a life. In fact, she's done fifteen years for this. It's saying it's crazy to me. Like she even did fifteen years. It's crazy. She's thirty now, and she will be released to parole supervision on August seventh. So, <laughs> dog, imagine getting that news. You're getting out of jail, but you have to wait until August. I mean, it's better than life, I guess. It is better than life. But it's also, like, why August? It's a high-profile case. And she is someone who now can go around and be sort of like the ambassador for raising awareness about human trafficking and... Justice um, reform. Justice reform and sex slaves and and everything that is, like, just the darkest underbelly seedy portions of our our society yeah like how are how else who who better to um guide us to what is some signs to be looking for than someone who has been in the shit right yeah that that's that's yeah <laughs> It's just hard to speak on the case. There's just so much to unpack. It's a whole lot. Sintonia Brown committed, by her own admission, a horrific crime at the age of 16, yet imposing a life sentence on a juvenile that would require her to serve at least 51 years before even being eligible for parole consideration is too harsh, especially in light of the extraordinary steps Ms. Brown has taken to rebuild her life. Transformation should be accompanied by hope. I think that's kind of the objective that you hope prison reform is right well that, that's supposed to be the um that's supposed to be the goal for prison is to re- reform rehabilitate mm-hmm. so you can get back into society a lot of times it's just seen as just punishment but not the rehabilitation part is not really right um you don't really care to make the people that committed a crime a better person and then release them back into society yeah a lot of times they're more they're worse off when they come out than they were when they went in absolutely because I mean, we're, we're not treading new water here. Like, unless you haven't been paying attention to the numerous stories, there's documentaries, there's people talking about this all the time prison reform, criminal reform. This is something that we are talking a lot about, but there's not really any progression forward. Right. And I don't know what it's going to take to move the conversation forward, move the needle. I think I have to care about people in prison i think that i think that um when people go in prison and when they're convicted felons i feel like at some point we dehumanize them a bit yeah like we don't think them that we they're, they're i think they should be less than equal in a lot of cases uh, like they look down upon so until you get that stigma away from convicts yep then you won't you won't really care for them as people to say like, Hey, we should try and make this, we try to rehabilitate these people, get them back in society. I think most people just want to keep them away from society as much as possible. instead of trying to make them better. And I think that that at the, I think at the heart of prison reform, that is that you have to, there has to be people in your eyes mm-hmm. and not just, you know, felons or convicts. Or whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a great thing that this girl is actually going to get her life back somewhat. I mean, she's still an only 30, so she could do a lot of good. She can do a lot of great work out there if she chooses to. And if she chooses to just, you know, duck down and just 
disappear. Yeah. I wouldn't blame her for that either. I wouldn't blame her for that either. You know who can't disappear? Not right now. Probably not ever. Oh, man. Kells. Bruh. I, uh, so I, I watched it. Finally. I, I haven't even finished it yet, though. I got some, like, um, part four okay. of it. And I thought I knew what was going on. I did. I knew most of the stories, but the details. Yeah. Oh, the details. Uh, that's a hard. It's, it's a hard watch, man. It is a hard watch. What's harder is reading the defenders y'all. online y'all. and listening to them. Y'all. Like y'all. you still want to, you still want to listen to the music. Y'all. You still think the music bangs. Yo. Why? Because he sold a couple albums. Yo, nothing jams at heart. Nothing does. No, nothing does. And the defenses that y'all come up with are crazy. Y'all sound crazy. Yeah. Like people like the what the, the what about the what abouters? What about Harvey Weinstein? Oh, okay. Here what we go. A, what about what about Morgan Freeman? What about the Catholic, what about the Catholic Church? It's like, wait, Morgan Freeman? Yeah, he he had to think with like his daughter. Like he, I think he like married like his granddaughter or something like that. It was wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman did some shit too. Get the fuck out of here right nope. now. Hey, it's it's a weird story about kids about like him and his like. It's it was someone's like mad underage, but then people were, like bringing all this up to me. Like people, I was seeing all these memes about like Elvis Presley, and like well, first which of they all, which they talked about in the documentary. Bro, I don't care about like look. Y'all want to count? Fine. Here's my thing about that. The whataboutists cancel all them too. I don't care. Like it, it's not okay for anyone to do this. Why are Kelly? Because he's up right now. That's why he's up right now. Like if you want to put them up too, that's fine. So I got I don't I don't I don't know if people are defending bringing the other people to me like. Is if Elvis did it, it's okay. First off, not Jamie Elvis. Cancel him easily. Yeah, that's an easy one. Like to... he's not like he's not like he's like in my rotations. Nope. Like I'm not. I don't even think I've ever searched for an Elvis song. Right. On Spotify. Like I'm not like like I'm sitting here banging Jailhouse Rock. Like what are you talking about? Like why are you even bringing it to me? Like Elvis did it. Why does that make it okay to me? Why, Wait, did, why you, the... did you say Jailbreak Rock? Jailhouse Rock. Is it Jailhouse uh, Rock? Uh, I don't fucking know. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm just I'm just saying old fifty shit. Should be even... should be Jailbait Rock, huh? How about that? How about that, huh? That one's going on the Instagram clip. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, like they're, they're, so, people talk about Elvis Presley and all the other shit. I'm just like, look, man. If y'all want to count, I don't. No one doing this is gonna make this okay. So like, you is there anyone that would really hurt your feelings if you found out about was doing some dirty shit? The thing is, if I found out someone was doing dirty shit, it would it always hurts because like they're they, these are artists you care about, and I get the people like R. Kelly, but that doesn't make this stuff okay. I'm asking because there's apparently a Michael Jackson documentary that's going to be right pre- premiering at Sundance, and then it's going to be okay. um premiering on HBO after that. If it's true, not okay. I understand that these people make music and they make art that you appreciate, but it does not excuse this kind of behavior from them. Nothing that anyone does can excuse kind of behavior. Our, me, R. Kelly is okay. I know some of y'all think he's amazing, and that's fine. You can have that. I, you can have that thought, but it does not make this these kind of things that he does. It doesn't make it permissible. And don't act like he didn't do it. Like, cause no, cause no one's saying he didn't do it. At this point, at this point, we can all get the point that he did it. He he's did. actually gone to the point where 
he's throwing it in your face that he did it and got away with it. Bro, like, Agent Nathan Number, he wrote that song for Aaliyah, Agent Nathan Number, number. Like, he's putting it in his songs. Mm-hmm. He's that brazen with it. And y'all still telling me about how, about how, like, I can't even get the words out. It's because it's so hard to wrap my head around that people would just come and just say these things about, oh, well, what about this? Like, what, what about them? It's fine. Kiss them, too. I don't care. Morgan, Morgan Freeman, fine. I'll just get someone else in there. I'll- it is about time that we open up the the gateway to a new go-to narration guy, right. isn't it? Like, it doesn't be no Morgan Freeman. It could be Denzel Washington. Other people with, like, very notable voice that can narrate. Other than me, who do you think would be the best narration guy or girl that we could pick right now. Like, who's got the best voice? That I can you think would of wanna... fun ones, though. Like, I think Avery Johnson and everything would be hilarious. Avery Johnson? Avery Johnson. Like, the coach of Alabama? The guy who used to play for the Spurs? Like, can you imagine him narrating stuff? That'd be hilarious to me. No, dude. No. Not him. No. I mean, yeah, it would be funny, but I don't want that. I don't want that. <laughs> what about, like, um, uh,. Oh, like the guy, the Allstate guy, the Allstate guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying he, like they're like he'd be good. I don't, I don't have to. Like, they are are other, you in good hands? Exactly. There's another theory that goes around about um, the media tearing the black man down, and is it, and and this has it happened. Sure, it happens sometimes because when LeBron came out the school, people were people were saying that he cost taxpayers more in that area when he put the school up. That's right. I remember that. You remember that? I that do remember that, that now. Like things like if you put any school that is going to do that. So, does this happen? Yes, it does. Like, child sex crimes isn't something that you should say someone's being torn down. We have enough black men that are doing well that aren't raping children to say that we, we can lose this one. It's yeah. Like, it's, like, we, like we, we, can, we can lose one. That's fine. And let's learn from it, too. Right. If a kid is coming to you and saying, hey, this person is doing stuff to me, believe him. Right. Believe him. Just believe him. Until- Kids don't have that level of consciousness. Where they'll say, "Oh, I bet I could get somebody in trouble if I tell them that they're diddling me." Like that—that's not what's going through a kid's mind. And even if they do, at like five years old, and, 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 and do you think that a five-year-old can really just piece together a story this that succinct? Yes. And just ornate, and be able to just make and just have and be able to retell it over and over again to yeah. the time that they can fool all these. Um, like police officers, anything like that. Like that's not what kids kids don't have the capacity to do that. So more times than not, they're telling the truth. Just yeah. Take them for face value, because he did these things. That's all I understand. It's like you're saying people you trying to tear him down, but he did these things. And he's not remorseful, and he doesn't repent, and he's not seeking help, and he's just he's just doing it wrong. Like it's one thing to do the thing and be like, oh shit, I fucked up. I need help. It's another thing to do these things and say, fuck y'all, I ain't do that shit, and y'all can suck my dick. I'm gonna keep doing that shit. Yeah, he's escalating. Like he escalates every, like every, like when you. That's the thing about the um watching the thing that's so hard because every time it gets worse and worse and worse and worse, it just builds on itself, and it's just it's so weird to watch. It is a hard, hard watch. So hard. You know what else is a hard watch? Your Houston Texans getting. Cows washed. You said my? Yes, your Houston Texans. Getting washed, getting housed, getting beat. 
by the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, so when you say you're Houston, do you mean like my, as in mine or as the, my Houston? You claim Houston, don't the you? Texans. You claim Houston, don't you? I, it's, it's not the same. Do you claim Houston? Look, it's not the are you claiming Houston? Yes or no, sir? Answer the question. I am. Then Always. they are your team. Okay, whatever. Uh, you want to hear my post-game interview with Andrew Luck impression? Does it sound like a Confederate general? Uh, just listen. Okay, ready? <clears throat> All right, I'm always looking for Jack Doyle. All right, you're going across the middle. Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle. All right, I'm having a lot of fun out there. I'm playing uh, great football. Just, you know, just, we're, when we're down, we've got to make sure that we score. I'm looking for Jack Doyle. There you go. That's my impression. Andrew Luck. Well, I got to shave my face, but I don't want to go too much. I got a little playoff beard on oh, Doyle. Does he have to shave his face or his neck? That's like a neck beard more than a face beard. Well, it's my neck kind of uh, <laughs> blends into my face. So it's, a, it's a neck beard, beard neck. It's a, it's a, it's a back. It's a back. It's a beard neck. It's a neck beard. I got it from Jack Doyle. <laughs> okay. But anyway, okay. your Texans got housed. They were almost there. But as you know. Almost as, yeah. Say it. Almost doesn't count. Say it with a little harmony. Almost doesn't count. There you go. But everybody knows. Almost doesn't count. Like, the thing is, like, I think that people should know know this was coming, though, because the Texans, I haven't, like I said, I haven't watched the game, but I watched who they played, and I watched the wins they got, and it's like, they were selling wolf tickets all year. Mm-hmm. Selling wolf tickets all year, just being like the Dolphins. And the Bills and the and the Cowboys before they realized they can run the ball and like just there were like if you look there were not really any notable wins and I wish that Texans fans stopped doing this to themselves. That's what I'm saying. Like sometimes fandom because sometimes fandom is a dangerous thing because you tell yourself that you're the best and you're not because you have to just accept the fact that like where you are. Isn't that something that Texans fans do every year though? There, yeah. We can win the division this year. Well, you can. can you? Our division's weak, so the, that the conversation is, is fine. Sure. But, but what does it matter to win the division if you're in the same conference as exactly. the Patriots? Now the Chiefs. The Chiefs. So, yeah, I'm like, you're going to show up, but this was about like. Two guys who don't watch NFL talking NFL. How about that? I mean, because I, mean, I, I know football. Like I, like, I know football, and it's everywhere. So it's just like, I just hate when people get that delusional about it because. It's like you knew this was coming, right? Yeah. Like, how can you? Like, I'm not watching. I knew this was coming. Like, I knew that at some point that, and then because when you get to playoffs, like every every team there can play. Yep. It's not that like you, you you don't just go in there and just like find someone that's just not about their shit. And you went in there and you got bounced out because you weren't there yet. And it's fine to say you're not there yet, because I just hate when people's like we, we we can take this year. It's like stop doing that to yourselves. Like you know you're not because you can look at team and you can look at your team and tell. When they're ready to, when they're ready to make like a, a push, like for instance, like last year I thought the Rockets would make a push. I thought the Rockets would make a push last year. The Rockets were the best team in the West for like six weeks. Yeah. So then, I mean, me being a Rockets fan, it wasn't just me being a fan. I was like, yo, we have a good chance this year, a better chance than we had in a long time. Mm-hmm. I, that's me being honest with myself. Mm-hmm. Like so, I just hate when fans like look at a team and they see that they're subpar and be like, we got it. I'm like, no, you don't. And you know, you don't. Unless someone's causing sick, someone gets hurt, you're probably gonna get bounced out. Hey, speaking of getting bounced, <laughs> did you see Giannis attempt to murder James Harden the other night? I thought that was all by right. bouncing the basketball off his head at ninety miles an hour. Was that player, was <laughs> that player around him? 
Like I saw the player like over there, but like it was like a really mishandled pass. I don't know who he was trying to. Pass. I saw somebody on the wing. Like I was like, wait, was that to him? I think he was trying. He was trying to cut. I, like, I don't know if he thought the guy was gonna cut towards the middle or what, but he man. fired that ball <laughs> as hard as he could, and it ended up just nailing hard right and in the head. He had that long arm. He had all the centrifugal force, and then he got the ball back. Jeez. It bounced right back to him. That. Like, no, that was... Oh, my God. <laughs> I watched that shit 90,000 times that day. Well, that... That's the, the memes. The memes were great. But, like, I thought... I'm, I'm, just, I'm just like... I'm glad he's okay. Yeah, because you could have lost an eye. God, I mean, he probably... could have been concussed. Could have been concussed. That's, uh, a, that's uh, a hard uh, pass. With the protocol. Hopefully he did, because, God damn. Have you been watching a lot of NBA? Yeah. I haven't been watching that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have. You got, you got any predicts? Coming up, we're coming up on the. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to mid season soon. Like James Harden is playing his ass up right now. He's playing like a madman. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always good to see. Um, you think you got a chance to make it out the West? It's hard to say because they the Warriors like everyone wants to panic about the Warriors. I'm just like that. Like Cousins is still haven't even showed up yet. Like I, I can't say anything about the Warriors till they have that full team out and then I see how they play. It's weird how they've. I, I, have they ever really been at full strength other than the, the playoffs last year? Uh, no. See, that's weird. So, and it's, and it's strange because everyone's like, oh, we shoot. Because they, they, they like to put this stuff out to make you panic about the Warriors. It's like, oh, they're out of chemistry. I'm like, but they're, they're not even full strength yet. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's, that's, I'm like, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying all that. It's like, oh, they're in trouble. I'm like, I'm not. Let me see them all out. Like, start starting to vibe out with, with cousins in the lineup. And then I make up my mind. And even then, if they're in trouble for one game, it's still only one game. Exactly. We've seen them work out their issues and on the court. They don't give a shit about the regular season anymore. Because after that season, where they had the best record, they lost. They're like, "Fuck the regular season." They, right? They'll and, come. They'll they'll be a fourth seed. They'll be a fourth seed, and they'll be like, "All right, I guess let's, yeah, we just got to work let's, a little let's bit run, harder. Let's run this shit. Like, we got to work. We got to win an extra two games." Yeah, they don't care about the regular season. So that's I'm like, I'm not. I, I don't know. Honestly, that's why it's so hard to tell. Because like they'll. Because even now, every now and again, like they'll. Have a game when they're motivated, and they'll just put up like fifty. Like, Who's coming have... out the East? Who's coming out the East? Boston. Uh, the East. I don't know, man. Miami. It's hard. I feel like Toronto. Yeah, I feel because like there's no LeBron to like slay them this year. But, and this is going to feed into our. Oh wait, we still have to talk about that other thing. But I was gonna say we could talk about the Drake curse. The Drake curse. Because Drake was Drake was standing for Alabama and they got mollywopped. Is that his fault? It's yeah. I don't, I don't believe. I think curses, it is dog. because if you look at his track record, I don't believe in curses. Of, dog. I mean, they're, they're, okay, that's fine. They, you don't have to believe in him. There is so much work and like practice, and then it goes up that involved in these teams playing games. Don't give, right? me, that. Don't give me that. No. Drake fucked that. Drake fucked Alabama. You know what I mean? Drake. Drake fucked Alabama. Uh, yeah, I'll say it. Drake fucked Alabama. He fucked Kentucky. He fucked. Uh, I don't know what other team did he jump on board with. Who cares? Like it's not about like Drake's not in there. We're practicing practicing with them. Like you're not gonna tell me he was he was in what in the warm up oh, line. Oh, so he was he was in the warm up line. No, he wasn't in that warm up line. But like, he has been in the warm up. Like you've never seen that that video of him like airballing that, that oh, in the warm up line. You've never seen that video. So like he was he, he watching sucks. Was he, he watching film? He didn't. No, he didn't have no jumper. Like was he like what they what they call like the, Drake can't hoop. Was he? Was, like, they have him in the zone? Like Aubrey can't hoop. That's fine. Like, Get him out of the fucking warm-up line. He's there for he's there for pictures and shit. That's all it's for. He's then take for. pictures on the sideline and get your goofy ass off the court. Like, 
I don't believe in like like the, like those curses is stupid. Like is it, it has more of the curse to do with them just being a mediocre team, or like or Clemson's outplaying them. Clemson had a, Clemson had a great year this year. They were undefeated, just like Alabama. But so, they also didn't have Drake uh, dragging them down. Drake dragging them down from the caboose. Head into Trevor Lawrence having a great game, or the or or the line or or the um. See his hair. Is that dude's hair? He runs a sunshine from Remember the Titans. He looks, yeah, he looks exactly like a movie he's star sunshine. quarterback. He's sunshine. Exactly like that. That's a great call. He's sunshine. No easy way to talk about this one, but man found dead in Ed Buck's Hollywood apartment was a friend and fashion stylist. It's a strange story. It's a crazy story. It's weird. Dateline! The man who was found dead this week inside the apartment of Ed Buck, a political activist and donor in Los Angeles, was identified Thursday as Timothy Timothy Dean, 55, of West Hollywood. He was described as a fashion consultant who had been friends with Mr. Buck and had played in gay basketball competitions. Don't know why that's important. The authorities found Mr. Dean when they responded around 1 a.m. on Monday to a 911 call about a person in a West Hollywood apartment who was unconscious and not breathing. Detectives in the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department quickly turned their attention to Mr. Buck because they had visited the same residence under similar circumstances in July of 2017. At that time, they found another man, Gemmel Moore, 26, naked and dead of a drug overdose on a mattress in Mr. Buck's living room. Second dead dude found from an overdose in this guy's house in... 18 months. Less than, yeah. What? Uh, okay. How the fuck? What the fuck? Why the fuck? Who the fuck? These are all questions that we need answered. First of all, who the fuck is... The fuck. Who the fuck is Ed Buck? Who the fuck is Ed Buck? Yeah. You're asking me? Uh, he's a... He's a... He's a... He's a... A mega donor for like... For the... For like Democrat. Where do you get his money from? I don't even know. I don't know that much. Like... Why the fuck? Why the fuck is there two dead dudes in his house in 18 months? Why the fuck is he not in jail? Or at least being, or, or at least being questioned about these Like, how, how does that happen twice in 18 months? Because I don't know if I, I don't know if, I, if, if someone, they found like one. In yeah, imagine house. they find a dead white woman in your apartment. Oh, God. I'm probably going to die. <laughs> like, I'm like, well, yep, I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm gonna go through a long process where I'm paraded through um, TV cameras, and um, I'll probably get like a lot of uh, hate mail, and probably get like hate mail in the letter in the in the mail too. Like they're, yeah, like, they're, they're sending it to your letters. They're writing actual, not just DMs or or like just like at me on Twitter, but like actual like letters. Yeah, they're the sending mail. it to your mom's house. Snail mail. Like everyone's getting it too, and then at some point they're gonna give me the chair. I'm gonna die. That's what happens to me. Both Mr. Dean and Mr. Moore were black, which raised suspicions among political activists and critics of Mr. Buck, a 64-year-old white man who has given more than $116,000 to Democratic candidates and groups in the past decade or so. I feel like that's not a ton of money to be considered a mega donor. I feel like it's enough, like it's enough for people to, enough to sway people, though. To like, $116,000 over to, 10 years? Well, it's enough to sway people enough to the point that they know you give money, so like you like you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours type of deal. Like it's one of those things where, you know, if you do you donate to like this um 
like let's say you donate to like a police chief or whatever, someone running for an elected position in the police force, they may be like, uh, we'll we'll handle this for you. Mm-hmm. Like we can we can make this go away. This is a creepy Hollywood story. It's weird. It is. It's, it's, it's and it's macri because it's like they just the, the two black men were two black men were found in your home overdose of the same died the same way yeah and just like oh well business as usual right like how, what how how huh? how the fuck how what but the authorities said that homicide detectives were among the officials who responded to mr buck's residence on monday and that they would open a review of their investigation to the death of mr moore and conduct new interviews mr buck was not charged with the death Okay. So, I mean, this is kind of like an allegory to money can get you away. Yeah. Get you off with a lot of shit. Yep. We already kind of knew that. But it's still weird when you involve politics, when you involve race, even when you involve sexuality and Hollywood. Like, Hollywood has a long, creepy history of just unexplained deaths, people disappearing, and nobody giving a shit. Like the like like Eddie Murphy's um. Oh come on, man! Why I can't do it? I mean, you could say it, but I mean, she just I mean, I mean she picked up a trans a trans woman, and she just that was died. how many years ago was that? That was, that was a while ago, but no one talked to it. Everyone forgot about it. No, one, no, I don't think people forgot. I think people were just like, you know, it's just an unfortunate unfortunate moment where, you know, you, you have someone that nobody else really cared about. Yeah, You know, they were like maybe a runaway or maybe they were just like a castaway because of who they were. Yeah. But that, no one to miss them. That's the thing. But that's, the, but that's, that's, it was in story too. Cause like these are two black gay men. Yeah. But yeah. these people actually had people that are, you know, missing yeah. them. Yeah. But, but, but the society cares a question because that's why, that's why these things are stories. Like we're still looking for John Manny Ramsey's killer. I thought they caught them. Did, no, they had like a special, like. The parents have died because they. The parents, I think the parents are dead already. But John Bonet's parents are dead. Yeah, I think so. I think Whoa. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, wasn't it, wasn't the big all signs pointing to them being the killers? Well, yeah, but they passed away, and the, and it's weird because like we're still looking for their killers, but like there's some people that just the people died. They just no one asks questions. Mm-hmm. So it's like the society care. Yeah. About because I think it's worth it that that the person that was riding with Eddie Murphy. And they discovered like died mysteriously like not that long later. I think, I think I think that's also weird. And even this is weird because it's the two black gay men that were found um in this man's home, overdosed on drugs. Uh and I think I think the I think like neighbor said he has a neighbor said that men go in and out of his house. So it sounds it's it's mad creepy. Yeah. And I think and I think that because of I I feel like because they're black gay men, then no one cares. Um, Mark Chambers, a longtime friend of Mr. Dean's, confirmed that Mr. Dean had been friends with Mr. Buck, but also expressed concern that his friend's character was under attack after the aftermath of his death. Um, Mr. Chambers said that his friend was a fashion stylist who had long worked in retail, including at Bloomingdale's and most recently Saks Fifth Avenue. Mr. Dean posted about his job on Instagram, sharing photos of high-end men's shoes and bags, asking his followers to come shop with him. He also looked apart. Going to work this morning, he wrote in October. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Uh, 
Mr. Dean was a passionate player of the National Gay Basketball Association, which I, I guess, guess I did not realize is a is a league. Which I guess is why I had to say about gay basketball. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, we owe an apology. Okay. Uh, Mr. Dean was a passionate player who loved to make a show of catching a rebound, Mr. Chambers said. His initials were TMD. It also stood for too much drama. <laughs> said he was also the reigning champ of the most dramatic award on the basketball court. That's kind of that's the kind of awards that we need in the NBA. <laughs> that's who, the kind of awards. Who would win need. that? The most dramatic? Draymond Green. Uh, either Draymond or LeBron. Unfortunately, LeBron likes to make a show whenever Let's he doesn't see. get a call. Yeah, Draymond. See, that's the kind of awards that we want at the end of the year. Like Marcus Cousins. Yeah, that's Marcus a good Cousins one. Would be, um, that's a good he'd one. He'd be definite nominee. Uh, Who would be most annoying? Most annoying. I mean, on the court. Or on, off the court. the court? on the court. It's got to be everything. Got to okay, be on, on the court. court. On the court. Um, shit. What about Luca? Oh, probably James Harden. James Harden, most annoying. Yeah, like the fouls he gets. People get people hate that shit. Or the fouls the fouls that he doesn't get called on. Right. Yeah, <laughs> people hate that shit. So that I think he probably, he probably James Harden. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, weird story. Hopefully, um, something comes of this. Some kind of resolution. Some kind of whatever. Because some kind of change of behavior. Like stop getting stop giving dudes meth in your house. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Here we go. You ready? All right. We're yeah, I'm ready too because I don't. Because I don't even know where you're going with this. We're going to talk about it. This is like, the only person knows where this is going is you. Yeah. So, here's my thing about Drake. And you may say that I'm a hater. You may say a lot of things about this opinion. That's not untrue, but it's not true either. I do find him annoying. That's no secret. But I'm not necessarily a hater. Like, I don't hate the music that he makes. I just happen to think that Drake is the pinnacle of mediocrity. When it comes to singing, he's not that great of a singer. So when you sing along with him in your car and you're able to hit the same notes that he hits, it gasses you up to think, hey, maybe I could be a singer too. He's not that great of a rapper. So when you rap along with him and you're able to hit the words the exact same way that he does, you say to yourself, hey, maybe I could be a rapper too. He doesn't write his own lyrics. We know that for a fact. So you don't even have to sit down at a notepad with a pen and pen your own thoughts down in rhyme form in order to believe that you too can be a rapper. He doesn't produce his own beats. He works with predominantly the same boring-ass producer who produces the same sort of boring-ass music for years. So you think, oh, why work with multiple talented people when all I have to do is link up with this one other mediocre guy? He's not even that great-looking. So when you see him hooking up with all these beautiful women in the in the videos and even on the on the websites on the blogs you think oh maybe an ugly guy like me can get a shot he's not that threatening so when women see him they think oh i can take him home to my parents and it wouldn't know, it wouldn't be that big of a deal he is everything at 70 degrees completely evened out middle of the road we're talking the highest point in the bell curve. But 
he appeals to everybody because he has that vibe, I guess. He's not hood. And he's not completely corny. He's not untalented. But he's not Prince. He is, and say it with me, everybody, cheesecake. And you know how I feel about cheesecake. <laughs> Why does it always come back to cheesecake? <laughs> it doesn't always come back to cheesecake. It just comes it comes back to people accepting mediocrity. That's all it is. Complacency. I feel like if he's good enough. If I could ever have a logo, it'd be like a bat smashing up the cheesecake. Oh, trust me. I've gotten plenty of ideas of what our merch is going to be when this podcast picks up, and one of them includes a fuck cheesecake shirt. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. But your thoughts, sir. State your take. On your take. State on your take Drake. on my take. Double up on my take. State, your, state my take on your take on Drake. Yeah. <laughs> No, like a lot of things. He 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 is he is very he is very mediocre. But there's also it also goes to his marketability though about him being middle of the road, which is why he's so successful. I'm not saying that that's not true. Yeah, like that's. I mean, I think I I, I don't I don't always disagree with you. I think I, I think some stuff is better than other stuff. Um, but also not disagreeing with you. But yeah, no, I think that. But I think that they know that, and I think that's why. He also sells so well. Like I think I, I don't think I think they I think, I think that they know this. I think they, they, they that they know what you're saying. That's why like that's why he can be on every single radio station though. He can be on 97.9. He can be on 104. He can be um and he can be a pop star. He can be a rap star. He can do all, like he put him in so many lanes. That's why he's so marketable because of these things that you're saying. Mm-hmm. So um I mean so you're not so you're saying I'm not wrong. You're not all the way wrong. You're, you're saying not, I'm correct. You're not all the way wrong. You're um, saying I'm a genius, is what you're saying. You're saying these things, um, but <laughs> I like you know you're not you're all the way off. You know you're not off base with that because, but I, I I feel like I think they tried to do that with Lil Wayne. They tried to make him sing too, and it's like it didn't work because he just he just seems he he it was just remember he's um what song was that? It was a terrible. It was on it was on trash for a long time. I was mad at people for it because people kept voting for this song. I was like it was a terrible song. It was How to Love. Mm-hmm. Like he was singing, he sounded like a gremlin. He tried to come out with a whole rock album. Oh God, why? So I think they tried to do that with Lil Wayne. And they realized that we can't do this. He's not the guy for this. And then they had Drake, and it was like, gold. It was like jackpot. It's like mm-hmm. we can, we like we can have, we can have him singing on stuff. We can have him rapping on stuff. We can put him on a track with anyone. It doesn't matter. Like it's just, we can just put him in anywhere. But it don't you works. think it's also a little disingenuous, or not a little, a lot and disingenuous to proclaim him to be greater than he actually is who does that a lot of people a lot of people don't know what they're talking about but a lot i'm talking like a lot of other artists who i think i think i think that people critics no, i think that people um what's happening now people gener people uh marry sales with how great you are which isn't always the case like some- especially in this day and age when sales are inflated Right. By like the only people that release sales numbers these days are labels. Yeah. And artists. Right. Like nobody's. Okay. So that's that's a whole different conversation. Like I feel like people just marry those two things. And I think that just because you sell out doesn't mean that you're necessarily the best at this thing. 
you can make hits. Yeah. And I'm not saying he doesn't make hits. Yeah. Clearly he does. Obviously he does. But are his hits great? No. I, I'm I'm not going that I'm no. not going as far as to say that. Like I'm very careful with the words that I use when describing music. Right. And great is like there's there's tiered levels to greatness. Yeah, you can't you you can't um you can't uh, judge the significance of an art form by its mass consumption. Correct. So, and that's why I think that's what people are doing these days. It's like, and I, and I, and I, I completely understand that art is subjective and that right. everybody is going to see things the same way. This is purely my opinion, but as we've learned on this podcast, my opinion is the standard. <laughs> Therefore, listen to me when I say this, Drake, it's not a coincidence that your name rhymes with cheesecake. There's a Drake cheesecake bar somewhere that I'm not about to just, I'm not about to put that out there yet. A Drake cheesecake bar? A Drake cheesecake bar. Like, there's a bar. Like, if I'm writing my diss, I'm comparing Drake to cheesecake, and it's going to be a fire bar. But I'm not going to do that right now, because I'm not, nah, see, we don't want to get pushing involved. Because <laughs> we know what will happen if, if push gets involved. All I'm saying is this. The next time you listen to a Drake song, like, really listen to it. Just really listen to what the fuck he's talking about. I mean, you heard Scorpion, so. No, I didn't. No, like, I mean, people heard Scorpion. I didn't. I, I listened to it. It was. Yeah. That's another thing that, that actually bothers me about him is that his body of work is way too large for the amount of quality we credit him with like views was like 20 tracks mm. uh more life was I, I, I think you could consider that a double album if you call that an album scorpion obviously a double album all of his all of his albums with the exception of so far gone i think are like at least 13 maybe 15 songs yeah it's a lot of music it is it's hard to put down a classic if you put that many songs out. I mean, yeah, there, there's some. In, there's, Off the wall is like nine songs. There's some. There's some in there that. There's some in that catalog that are pretty good. It's just, like, no, I've people say that Drake is great. I just, I, I, I think he, I, I don't think he's great. I think he's just very, um, okay. He's, he's pal- very okay. He's palatable. Palatable. That's good. He's tolerable. Like, yeah. he's not. He's just not bad. Like. <laughs> That's like it's the thing because like you you could play him any you could play him anywhere and it's like oh this is fine it's like like you know like no one's really offended by it like, like turn that shit off like no one's gonna say that it's like it's straight eh. exactly so that's kind of the thing is like it's not it's not amazing it's seventy it's, degrees dude yeah it's it's, it's no. climate what it's room temperature music yeah but I'm saying like that but that I feel like but a lot of people aren't that like you can't like Little Wayne isn't that Little Wayne is not room temperature like Jay Z isn't that nope you know what I'm saying like these like but. At the same time, that's what makes him so marketable. Like you could put him in so many different sectors, and he will sell mm-hmm. because it's like you could just—he—he's just like you said, seven degrees. Like it's lukewarm just everywhere. Just could put him here, put him here, put him here. I'm gonna put him on like on the kids' bop. It's fine. I'm gonna put him like it's—you it's, can just put him anywhere, and it and it, and, it, and it works. So you're not wrong, but it's. I feel like that's it. That's all I need to hear. You're not great. wrong. It's great. Thank you, Jed. Thank but you. That that's how. But that like I was saying that. But that's why he works, though. That's why he's. That's why he's everywhere. That's why you can't escape him. That's why he's 
always in conversations because he can just put him everywhere and everyone, and everyone, everyone listens to him. Like from every kind of background listens to him. Like how many, how many parties have you gone to? And then someone asks you, someone asks you, they listen to Drake and just like, why are you asking me that question? Like, <laughs> like how, how I've never to, gone to a party where someone asked me if I listen to Drake. I've gone to a few. It's, <laughs> it's just like, why are we talking about this? <laughs> That's never happened to me, but I don't go to parties and, if you are going to those kinds of parties, I don't want to go to a party with you. Now, I leave. I leave soon after. I'm like, yes. <laughs> like when I when I question pops, someone's like, "Listen, Dre, like what? Yeah, it's not for me to go. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Do you have an Estradamus prediction this week? No, not just a reminder. I'm just letting people know now that um, what's today? Today is the twelfth. Twelfth. So. Valentine's Day is like four weeks from now. Mm. So get your shit in now. You've got to order something. What uh, are you going to get? What are you getting, Amanda? I can't tell. I'm She's going to listen to this. Oh. Yeah, I can't say. But like reservations, you probably, you may even late for reservations for some restaurants, honestly. But you can probably, you probably, you probably can make some. The smart thing to do is to take your uh, significant other out the day after Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's the day after or the day. Actually, I think restaurants are smartening up to the day ap- the day before. So do the day after. Sure, I do way. I, I do like we. I can do way after just because she knows what it's for. Mm-hmm. Like some people, you can just do it like because like it's in the middle of the week. I, I gotta work. Like we just go on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, just do it that way. But I'm saying like line up your gifts, um, get flower deliveries because I'm not. I I just don't want to be that guy like outside the tent and like Kroger parking oh, lot or whatever. Yeah. So like I used to get poor de- souls. I used to get delivered or whatever because I'm just not doing all that. Like I know it costs more to deliver, but I'm just not going to be sitting here with like the vase. Have like, you ever I, done the uh, edible arrangement? I have done that. It's pretty good. Yeah, I might do that. Also, might I recommend that if uh, you're trying to um you know send somebody a a gift, but you also want them to eat healthy healthy. Yeah, that's good. With the chocolate covered. You can, leave, you can leave that out though. Yeah, you can get like, so you can get like the like the pineapple flowers and shit. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, so you can do that, but yeah, like just get your get it in now, do it now. So don't so because you know we'll talk about Valentine's Day later and all the things that it entails. But oh, I have a great Valentine's Day story. Yeah, well, we'll close to the day we'll we'll get into those. But for now, I'm just like you know, like you have more to lose in the game. Mm-hmm. But I forget, so don't forget Valentine's Day. Get on it. That's all I got to say. Good call, man. I uh, always forget about Valentine's Day because I'm always alone. <laughs> no, but I think that's, but honestly, like, it's weird for guys and girls, though. Man, I don't want to, yeah, but because, like, be single on Valentine's Day, like, yeah, that that sucks. Does it? For a guy? Not really. Really? That's what I'm saying. Like, what? That's. It's kind of great, actually. It's pretty awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So is it like most other days of the year, because they're not birthdays that I have to worry about remind, remembering or yep. anniversaries, yep. other special occasions. Yep. You just free my mind. And the rest will follow. Be colorblind. <laughs> Don't be so shallow. <laughs> All right. I felt that coming, but I felt like that. You saw it coming from a mile away, but it still hit you. Yeah, it did. Um. Okay. Oh, oh, one thing. I wanted to give a shout out to our friends at All Things 30 podcast. Oh. We sent the we sent them some cues and they ate them and they gave us a shout out on their latest episode. So check them out at All Things 30 on iTunes and on Anchor. And 
Yeah. Hey, when are we going to flame anchor? They're like, I'm waiting for that too. I'm, I'm moving it over this week. Yeah. Like we got like, I'm moving over this yeah, week. Yeah. Cause we got to, yeah. Get your anchor take ready. Yeah. Cause no, we, we, we're about to set sail on a new adventures. They, they, they need these flames, dog. They're going to get them. Alrighty folks. See you next week. All right. Rate, subscribe, review, share, tell a friend.